I'm opening this episode on a serious note. The NFL officiating standards are not are at an all-time low. For years, we watched it in disgust as bad call after bad call was called during our nation's favorite sport. Every year, we say in unison, we need change, this cannot stand, and the NFL feigns listening to us, passing rule after rule that doesn't actually change what's wrong, the officials themselves. Time after time, the NFL has ignored our pleas to make actual change happen, but they ignore us, knowing that we will buy their product regardless. They make money hand over fist from us, but always doing the bare minimum to give us the product we deserve to see. In an era where broadcasters bring ex-officials to clarify rules, but their job is just turned into explaining how officials blow calls, where their technology at their disposal far outvances anything a single person from the sideline can see. We need forward thinking in the NFL, and the NFL needs to see that their fans are not as dumb as they think we are. They are waiting for us to sweep it under the rug, but we need to keep our voices louder than what the Superdome was on Sunday. We need to keep them at and make sure this change happens. I'm sorry that's come to this for me to say something and be strongly opinionated about it, but the officiating in these games this weekend, this season, the past years, have been not just poor but destitute. Actual change needs to happen and needs to happen now. Now back to your your regular scheduled broadcast. Hello and welcome to Basketball After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast where we talk about sports that don't hurt us. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me as always is professional basketball broadcaster Kenny the Jet Smith. Across from me. Shut up, Charles. Across from me is the ever dominant yet somehow ringless Charles Barkley. You stupid. It's terrible. <laughs> to my left is a host for your evening, the thrice forgotten and never remembered Ernie Johnson Jr. And finally, I'm DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. Now we're going to listen to Ernie talk. <laughs> That was good. Props to you, Corey. Oh, I'm I mean, we, will, we will get deep into that shit that you were talking about at the beginning of this very soon. But uh, that's after the chubby. I feel bad. Why does Matt have to be here? Charles Barkley? Because he's stupid. <laughs> now, <laughs> you're stupid, Charles. I need to let Terrible. you guys know about something very important, okay? Uh, okay. It is a statistical fact that I am the only chubby reporting at this very moment. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm a fan. I'm glad we're here to witness this spectacular spectacle. This, this is a fucking moment, okay? It may never happen again until next week. Until, yeah, until a week from until now. Until six days from now. Yeah, six days since we're recording a day late. All right, guys, it's time for a quick Coach Watch 2019 update. <laughs> Brought to you by Gatorade. I, sponsor us, Gatorade. I'm back on that shit. I'm trying to get us sponsors now. Fuck it. Go, it. go actually email people instead of saying it on the podcast. That's what the off-season's for. That's right. That is exactly <laughs> what the whole going to be about. Well, it's what it was about before. It's basically, <laughs> Corey yeah. Corey and I had an entire conversation the one day. During, back during draft day. Yeah, it was during, uh, it was during draft day. Yeah, we was. had an entire conversation about who we want to sponsor us. Man, y'all need to go back into the Fad Pod archives. That episode was something else. I can't wait to do it again. Anyway, Coach Watch. Uh, the Bucks have hired Byron Leftwish as their OC. Someone Bruce Arians has complete faith in. 
We'll see if he can help keep the pit dweller in check. I doubt it. Well, that mean no, no, no. That that hire makes a lot of sense. No, that, it's a good hire. The hire makes a lot of sense. But it, I don't know how much it matters when your quarterback is uh, James Winston. Well, no, it doesn't matter. But I'm saying like it makes sense for Bruce Arians because Bruce Arians was the OC when Byron left, which was the backup. Quarterback no, there was a lot of uh, good mm-hmm. coordinator hires in the last week, and that's kind of what I'm going over right now. Like there was actually a lot of good uh-huh. ones. Um, yeah. The Packers hired Nathaniel Hackett as their OC, the man who helped lead the Jags to an AFC Championship game, and then immediately yanked after he left. And then uh, this season happened. Coincidence? I don't know. Probably not. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who knows? It's a coin flip. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, stop. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, guys, two listen, very mad listen. people in right. this podcast. I don't know how far we are into this episode. I want I want everyone to remember this moment right now. Because about 25 minutes from now, there's going to be a whole lot of yelling and a whole lot of screaming. Yep. <laughs> so, just remember this moment of peace and tranquility and where we're laughing. and it's The, the jubby is a neutral zone. Okay? Yes, it is. Speaking of the Jags, they hire John Filippo. Neutral zone triggers me. As... They're OC. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Stop it. Shut up. Someone who has experience with Nick Foles. Coincidence? Man, lots of Jags news. Yeah. Well, well just because somebody came from the Jags, somebody going to the Jags. Sure, happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The Browns hired ex-Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. Good hire. Good which hire. Which I think is, yeah, just further, bolst- further bolsters their now strong staff. Mm-hmm. We've spent years talking about how the Browns have a shitty staff, and I really think well, they, they have a they have a staff that has. We don't know if it's a strong staff. We know that it's better than the last one they had, just by default. Anything's right. better than like, you. So I mean, you, Hugh, whatever. Did you see that? You saw the Baker. Oh, thing. oh yeah, yeah. So oh, that was great. Oh, that's right. We all got tagged in it. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was great. Anything's better than Hugh. I mean, you. And then finally, Matt Dustman got. The, the wish he was begging for, I think about five weeks ago, Bob Sutton has been canceled. He is yes! fired. <laughs> he was fired. No longer the Chiefs defensive coordinator. It only took another historic almost collapse in the AFC championship game to get it done. But and, he's gone. And as if they like going in complete circles it's like themselves. It's like after they ripped my heart out and, and stomped on it a few times. They like put it back and put a bandage on it and said, here you go. Yeah. And they're, gonna, they're trying to tear that bandage off as their their primary target for their next defensive coordinator hire, Rex Ryan. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. And you, know, and you know what's great about that, by the way? Rex Ryan knows how to lose to the Patriots. Really he well. He could beat them, too. He didn't beat them a lot. <laughs> Not in the championship game. Here's the thing. Bob Sutton ran Rex Ryan's defensive schemes but in prevent mode all the time. He run he runs the 4-3 package the same way that Rex Ryan does in the same formations but he never blitzed and always had a safety 25 yards deep. Yeah, that was weird. I noticed that too so like, during that game. Well, that's what the defense has been like for the, years. The the, it was only it was only it was the only reason why the defense was good back like when Sutton first got hired was cuz he had like seven or eight defensive pro bowlers. Right. Don't have that anymore. The Chiefs have spent like 17 draft picks, 17 or 18 draft picks in the last four years. It might even be more. It might be less. I don't just, it might, I thought it might be over 20 picks. I I was just reading this earlier. Whatever. 
They, they've spent significantly more draft picks on defensive players in the last four to five years or the, during the Bob Sutton era. Only three of them are still starting on the team or even on the roster. That's amazing. Well, so, not amazing in a good way. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's like, that's just like either just picking players that don't mesh with your team or just picking bad talent. I don't know. Hey, it could be worse. We could send Justin Houston to cover Antonio Brown. Oh, that's a bad idea. I remember idea. that game. Yeah. That's a bad idea. So that's it for Coach Watch. Maybe, yeah, that might might have a slight update here and there but because there's, there's not too many positions left to fill. We're, we're Surprisingly enough, we're about all filled up, which is uh, I think there's only one more technical head coach hiring that needs to happen, technically, but they already have. Who is well, it? Oh, yeah, we're just waiting for the Patriots to lose or win now. Right. Yeah. For Yeah. We're, we'll see. Whatever. So, moving on from that, the NFL is investigating an incident on Sunday night's game where a fan pointed a laser right in Tom Brady's face during crucial plays at the end of the game. I hope they find that guy and just fucking ban him from any NFL event. Good work it did. Why couldn't you do it on third down, you piece of shit? Probably did do it on third down. But uh, It happened in between. The the play that happened was it was in between the muff, quote-unquote, and the interception. So the play that happened in between the muffed punt and the interception, or whatever. It happened before the interception. Right. Either the play before, or the play right before, or the play before that one. It happened somewhere in there. Where is the there angle also, that, that there it messed was up There was also a, a, another incident where a guy, where an old dude jumped onto the field and was uh, running around with a cardboard sign that says something about Trump. I don't know. I was... It was something really dumb. He was like some pro-Trump dude, and it was really funny watching him get tackled. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, I want that guy permanently banned from any NFL games. I hope they find him. Uh, there's no room he for can, that he in can, any football He can game. be best friends with the Patriots fan that dumped a beer on Tyreek. Right. Same thing. Uh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're a dumb, petty little bitch boy. Now, I don't want that to like that. That was one guy out of 80,000. So no, no, like, I understand. No, the Chiefs, the Chiefs fans are, are awesome. Yeah, Chiefs fans are most fans are generally cool. Like, that, that's the thing. You can't let a few bad eggs, besides Cleveland fans, they all suck. No, I'm kidding. You're right. Guy. Shut up. You're right. I'm kidding. They all no, suck. I, I, I am here to defend my brownies, okay? No, I, I actually know a lot of good Browns fans, too. There's cool people everywhere. There's just cool people everywhere in general. So it doesn't matter what f- football team they're a fucking fan of. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't let a few bad eggs ruin shit. But fuck that guy in particular. And fuck the guy that dumped a beer on Tyreek Hill. And f- just fuck people that fuck with shit like that. Don't be stupid. Anyway, let's transition from that into the devil's lettuce. That's right, marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so a company... Marijuana, he says. A company that's trying to push some medical fucking crystal weed submitted a Super Bowl ad to CBS so they could raise awareness about God's bane, marijuana. It obviously got denied so they could make room for another beer ad. You're doing great work, CBS. I can't wait to see what the Bud Knight does next. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, let's let's shoot. Let's shoot people with arrows and put nutrition facts on beer. I was going to say that. I'm like, they have nutritional facts on their beer now, all right? It's cool. It's not cool. It's dumb. Beer, ri- beer. Weren't they supposed R- to have those wheat, anyway? Rice, wheat, barley, I alcohol. I thought. Huh? I thought they were supposed to have those on their 
I thought every food was supposed to have nutrition. Well, they, they do, but they're like really tiny writing. I don't know why beer is able. No, it's to not a tra- it. it's not a standard nutrition facts label. It's actually just an ingredients label. Is what they were forced to put on. Oh. So th- they're putting a standard nutrition facts label on. Yeah. Which is interesting. Would you could find out uh, rice, wheat, barley, alcohol. Yeah. Right. Somehow okay. it's three carbs. Well, Bud Light's like four and a half, five carbs. You can't drink it. Yeah. No. Well, people can. I can't. Don't be mean to me, Bud Knight. Sponsor us, beer. <laughs> I'm good. Basically, officially, former Steeler and basically, officially, former couch gremlin, Le'Veon Bell left some strong words about the team on Bleacher Report posts on Instagram about the Rams' big free agency moves this season. He stated, quote, Exactly what you're supposed to do. They did it right. Forget trying to save for the future. You better go win that shit right now when you can. Jared Goff is making $7.6 million. That's why they afforded everybody. Shut the fuck up, Le'Veon Bell. Shut up. He's making $7.6 million. That's why they could go out and get fucking Ndamukong Sue and Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib and Dante Fowler and sign Todd Gurley to a bunch of guaranteed money. That's why. Because he's making $7.6 million. The second he makes more than that, everybody's going to go. Because that's the way it works. And that's going to be like the next Shut up. thing. That's why I'm like nervous for like even... I mean, Kansas City, the news is they some about $200 million for Pat Mahomes' contract yes. after next year. That's what the that's, news was. No, no. What are don't, you going to do? No. You already had the 31st ranked defense in the NFL. I don't think you Pat Mahomes takes it. that. I think he gives them a hometown discount. That doesn't happen anymore. No, I think he does it anyway. I think he's. I think he. The, the the San Francisco 49ers were willing to lay down on railroad tracks for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. That ruined and, Jim, everything. and Jimmy Garoppolo still was like, no, make me a really high paid quarterback, even though I played in four games. It's right. it the everything gets when it gets down to that moment. It always comes down to like these these agents get in their players' ears and they say like, you need to make your money now because your future is so uncertain. So like, th- I don't know. I just that's feel just like, a, that's just that's a n- big no. no see, no. I understand. I, I see, and I I feel like this is why. I mean, I, I, we're gonna get into this a little bit more later. I think this is why we're never gonna see something like the Patriots ever again, um, where if, everyone just takes less money. Right, because I mean, so if, that if, if, so that they can be good every you, year. You put yourselves in situations like that. And you're never gonna you're never gonna see that, and. If a player is so... I understand you need to make money for you, but if you're, like, actually striving for that kind of success, you need to look at the financial side of it, too. Mm-hmm. If they're not... The staff aren't the only people that have to look at that, realistically. You have to as well. You really do. Mm-hmm. If you're, Especially if you're the quarterback of your team. That's mm-hmm. something you need to think about. Some Aaron Rodgers didn't think about. No. Nope. I mean, I understand he went on and got his money, and he got paid, but uh, it's going to end up hurting in the long run. We're going to play with a bunch of young players. Here's the thing. That's going to happen to every team. All your Super Bowl champions are going to be who has the rookie quarterback and then can fill the defense. Yeah. And I Besides the Patriots. Because Tom Brady takes the hometown discount. Right. He also has a wife that's worth more than any other player in the NFL. I understand that. So Tom Brady doesn't need the money. But, I so, mean, not everybody is married to Giselle. Well, then you're not going to have that. Then just take exactly. the reality. Then just, you just take the reality. If you don't want to win the big shit, you take the money then. That's just how it goes then. Right. 
Just shut anyway. up, Le'Veon Bell. All right, that so, irritated me this morning. That made me so mad. Oh, I know. Well, that. That's why I had to put it oh, in Oh, that there. made me so mad. I mean, he's technically correct, but that's just not how it works. Right. So, there's this big story that came out about Carson Wentz. Oh, I'm so glad you wrote it, because I want... I, want, I know no, we have I didn't, a... I didn't write a script part down for this, because it is such, like, a long story. There's so yeah. many different parts to it that I wanted to just take kind of, like, right. transcripts out of an article for it, for you guys. Um... So, some teammates, anonymously... Oh, I'm shocked. ...to phillyvoice.com, um, criticized Wentz. And these sources describe Wentz, quote, as incredibly hardworking, determined, and highly intelligent. But the true Wentz is more nuanced and complicated, with sources describing him as selfish, uncompromising, egotistical, and one who plays favorites, doesn't like to be questioned and one who needs to practice on what he preaches and fails to take accountability. That oh, all came Aaron Rodgers! Right. That all came from a bunch of other players. Now, the flip side of this... Well, let's go to one more. Someone also said that he's entitled. And his biggest enemy is himself. He's had his ass, kicked, ass kissed his whole life and sometimes acts like he won 10 Super Bowls when he hasn't played in one, let alone won a playoff game. So, right after that report comes out, multiple teammates of Carson Wentz has come out and deny these claims. Um, you have Fletcher Cox comes out and says, uh, as a leader of this team, none of that is true. Carson is a great teammate and a great player. We all behind him 100%. He's our guy and will come back and prove the world world wrong. If you have a problem, feel free to at me and I'll respond. Which, okay, cool. Go on, you Fletcher Cox. You're standing up for your guy. Uh, Brandon Brooks, alignment, also came out in support of that, just replied to it and said said what, what my guy said. Zach Ertz, his favorite target, came out and said, don't believe everything you read. Carson's been nothing but a great person, great teammate, and a great leader since day one. Our locker room stands behind him all the way. We can't wait to get back to work and be the best team we could be in 2018. 20, 2019. I keep fucking that up still. It's that, it's that January shit, man. Yeah. Then Lane Johnson... Big outspoken boy of the Eagles. Someone I like very much. I like Lane Johnson a lot. He's cool. Mm -hmm. um, he said, whoever wrote this article needs to check their sources. Carson has been and is our leader and our QB. You all know where to find me if you have any issues. Maybe he's just one of Carson's favorite, okay? Nate Sudfeld. All right, Nate Sudfeld. What you got? Came out and said, uh, he, he did a longer post. He had, to, he had to take a screenshot of his notes thing in his iPhone like people do. And he said, I'm around Carson arguably more than anybody on the team, and I feel obligated to say how false and simply wrong the claims about him are. Carson is one of the best leaders and teammates I've been around in my years playing football. He's handled the last two years with such grace and poise and has never put anything above the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly is so lucky to have that guy leading the franchise. Can't wait to see him back and balling on the field. So, one more thing. The unnamed senior official... Also denied the claim, saying that he's a great leader in the locker room and on the field. Carson's a good person, great character, scores. Story has no legs. All right. So, so here's the thing. What's your take? Uh, so someone said that. Right? Like, someone had to have said it. Right. So who do we think it is? Dun -dun -dun -dun. That's my thing. I want to know. I, I want to know who you guys think. <laughs> it was Golden Tate because <laughs> Nick Foles actually threw him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that is some, that is that is glorious. It was a good take. No, I think it, whoever said that is somebody who uh, is just like disappointed that Nick Foles is leaving. 
and that... <sighs> okay, so... Th this is interesting from the standpoint of, like, if either side is correct. So, like, if Carson Wentz is actually like this, right? You almost kind of can't fault him. Because how would you feel if, like, you led a team to, like, a an 11-1 record and you were going to win MVP and then you got hurt and your backup, who's been a career backup, steps in and just wins the Super Bowl? That pretty much everyone is objectively on, on, on page with it. Carson Wentz is better than Nick Foles. As right. an individual talent. What if it was Nick Foles that said it? <laughs> That'd be so amazing. <laughs> Nick Foles out there spilling tea. That would say would not run that fucking story if it was Nick Foles. They would have a good chuckle. I don't like the wording you used as leading your team to eleven and one record when that team won the Super Bowl without him. We obviously can tell that it was a team effort. No, no, I understand. I, I just mean like he was I don't mean lead as in like what I mean by lead is like he was the quarterback of the team. Right. And he was going to win MVP that year because of his play but then when he got knocked out like in that game everyone was like oh no like what's gonna happen to the eagles right and but they ended up winning the super bowl so i guess what i'm saying is like i don't know man like i'm sure carson has has like embraced the fact that you know hey he wasn't he didn't quarterback a team in the super bowl but i mean he's on the team he's got a ring doesn't he right he gets right. a ring, right? He has one. Yeah, I understand why that just like kind of. But like, wouldn't that that like? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at him if he was a little perturbed and a little like, you know what, man? Like, this is my team. Like, right. I'm. I'm. You guys spent a second round pick on me. Like, I'm the quarterback here. I want to be like. I want to run my plays. I want to do my thing. I don't want to be compared to Nick. I don't want to hear well, about Nick. The, uh, I wouldn't blame him. The team has been perfectly willing to oblige to that, so I don't see why that, that would be an issue. Along, unless it was individual players who just like Nick Foles better. The and problem that, that is, is now. It sounds like the problem now is that Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Yeah, so they might run into an issue without a Nick Foles who can lead them to shit in December. He should just sit after November. They should re-sign Nick Foles to a bunch of money just to play in December, right? Just Nick Foles plays from December through whenever they get eliminated in the playoffs. Right. But Carson plays up till that point. Yeah. Where the does first two QB system? Where does Nick Foles end up? I don't know. Jacksonville. Does Does he go anywhere? No. He goes somewhere. Yeah, he's definitely going to go somewhere. Somebody have needs to, a QB. They have to trade him. Like they'd be dumb not to trade him. Because you're going to get max something value. good for him. Max value, baby. You got to get that max value. You know what I'm saying? They made sure the Eagles organization made sure to take care of him too, which was nice. Um, oh, they gave him that extra million dollars. Yeah, that's they should have. That's nice of them. Like they, they clearly love Nick Foles there. He they, won. He won the city their right, first Super Bowl. Right, but like they know. But then they have a statue of him. They, they have a shrine <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah. yeah, they have an actual statue of him too. Where in Philly? Yeah, of the Philly special. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. The Philly special statue. Yeah, Aren't so you glad like, that play got ran? Yeah. And now <laughs> Corey hates <laughs> Corey hates that play now because now every team tries to run it. Right. What NFL's a copy league? That's what happens. The only team that ran it 
successfully was like the Bears. Oh yeah. And it makes sense because Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback and he's an athlete. Yeah, that, that, that's the only time you could do that, really. Yeah. Freaking the Patriots ran it twice. Did it both, fail both times? And, oh my god, it felt yeah. miserably. Yeah. Like it failed so miserably that like it was almost pathetic. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like this 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 just smells like somebody's sad that Nick Foles is leaving and wants to like get some dirt out. Um, too many high profile teammates, like top top high profile people on that team that didn't have to say anything came out and said something. I think that has. Oh yeah, no, that means this something. is just this is just some guy with some tea that was getting too cold and he's had to spill it. Didn't want it anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> spilling yeah. the tea. He was spilling the tea. <laughs> spilling the tea, man. <laughs> yeah. Spill that tea, boy. Yeah, I think that's where it's I'm at on too that. Too bad it's cold. You can if you're gonna spill tea. It's gotta be hot tea. You gotta spill the hot tea. Yeah, Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the future on that team. He just needs to not get hurt as much. Just try not to die. There's a good O line on that team too. He's just getting hurt. Mm, valid. It's a top five quarterback according to Matt Dustman. He was, I believe so. Nick Wasn't Foles he? is a top five quarterback in December. Wait, who is it? Wentz top five quarterback? Didn't yeah, you say that? That's what you said. Beginning, you, of, the beginning this, of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. My preseason shit. Yeah. You put Carson Wentz up there. In the, I, I did because I liked him. Guess what? Not there anymore. Well, well got knocked we had, out we by, by Patty Boy. We got, well, yeah, Stafford's not one. there anymore either, to be fair. Who? Stafford. Oh, Stafford. Well, no, yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 the list right now he is, tanked. you know, uh, Mahomes, 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 Mahomes. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I agree, uh, though. I, I, just because of legacy, I, I don't think I could, like, greatest. I don't know, man. Just because of legacy, I feel like I would still have to put Brady and Breeze above Mahomes. I, I would agree. Yeah. Time. But uh, I want to let you guys know, I have one more story. There are two more stories in Javi before we're done. It's a long one. I'm sorry. but uh, It's been a long week. A lot of, a lot of news. This yeah, week. a lot of things have happened. But uh, what I wrote down, to because I wanted to pull up the article, I just wrote, pull up the Carson Wentz story, you bum. Nice. And that's what I wrote in that. Then after that... Tony Romo, the real 2018 season MVP, Jesus has God. confirmed that he's received multiple offers to return to the playing field. Really? Yeah. I thought it would be for, like, coaching. Yeah! I want, I want him as our defensive coordinator. He saw the plays. Yeah. It's, but uh, CBS is willing to give him basically whatever he wants to stay with the network. Yeah, because CBS realizes that everybody loves Romo. Yeah, that's he, why he's doing he, the And I don't know, I have no reason why to think that Romo would go back to playing in the NFL. He went from he went from a guy, he went from the face of the Dallas Cowboys who everybody either kind of liked or sort of hated and said he was a choke artist, couldn't win the big game, couldn't do anything, injured too much, blah, 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 blah. He'd, he had to deal with all that for his entire career. He finally gets. He finally retires after being forced out because average Dak Prescott takes his job one year, and now he's the most beloved color commentator in all of sports. Yeah, he's amazing. Who actually sounds like he knows what he's talking about because he, he predicts does. plays before they happen. He knows what he's talking about. He's a smart guy, and also I will I will fucking defend him. He was amazing in Dallas, and they might not get another guy like him for a long time. Yeah, I loved Tony Romo as a player. He was always one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I want. And now they have Dak, don't... and they're going to sign him for a decent amount of money, and they're going to be fucking stuck with him. So whatever. Much. Hey man, 
Anyway. He got him in the playoffs. Um, he's the most, what I said of this is he's the most exciting and fun broadcaster there is right now, as far as color commentary goes. Some people think he's obnoxious, and I want to fight them. Yeah, fuck him. Why, why do you think he's, because he gets excited? Screw you. I what do you want to, you want to hear like some old fart on the radio? First down. You just want to hear that? You just want like, to go back to Joe Buck? A disgusting act. Yeah. You know, just like, come no, on. He, he's so much fun. I love... He brings life to... to oh, Jim, to here we go! Yeah, it, ah! so it gets you hype. It's, he's so good I like at how it. excited he gets. Yeah, it's great. Because it, it gets you excited. Yeah. I get so excited when he gets hyped. I'm like, oh, Tony's in it! The only, thi- the only thing that Tony Romo doesn't have, he doesn't have the Chris Collinsworth slide in. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I love the Chris Collinsworth slide in. You see it. They st- they got the they got Al Michaels on the one shot. Well, tonight we got a game between two teams and it's going to be rough and I don't really know what's going to happen and well, what do you think, Chris? And the camera slides him in. <laughs> and then he does the, he he shifts, puts one leg over the other leg, puts another hand down and goes, "Well, Al." <laughs> he does every time. And I love it. I Do you remember the, the one? In. He always comes in from like the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one game he came in from the left side, like Twitter exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Chris was on the left side. <laughs> <laughs> and one final thing that I thought was a really funny story. Um, so, good old Sean McVay, big, big, big Ram boy, mm-hmm. has. I don't know if other coaches have this. I've never seen it before. But he has an assistant who just uh, grabs him and pulls him out of the way when refs are running down the field and also makes sure he's not stepping on the playing field so a foul doesn't get called because he stands super close to the field. Mm-hmm. He is, oh, yeah. like, constantly standing on, on, like, the edge of the white mm-hmm. and just, like, getting hype and shouting shit. And so he has this guy who specifically tails him and moves him out of the way when he needs to move him out of the way. And that is the only thing that guy does. Really? Yes. And he he got interviewed by NFL Films. I was no, I was gonna say I'm like, who's gonna interview that dude for a head coaching job? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. So yeah, NFL Films interviewed him, and he was talking about like it's, it's almost like you're dancing. Jesus Christ! Just sitting right behind, and like there's just so much footage of him just like grabbing McVeigh by the side and just pulling him, and then and then like seconds later, you see a ref just dart down the field. He probably would have ran into him. <laughs> it's so Beautiful. fucking funny. It's it's Beautiful. gorgeous. That's it for the jubby. I want to end on a, on a fun little story. So, let's get into it. Let's start Who wants with, to go first? We'll start. We'll do what we did with the other playoff games. We'll go in order. Let's start with the Saints-Rams game. What happened? Uh, the two drives at the beginning, we didn't capitalize in the red zone, and then the refs fucked us. That's basically the whole story. Yeah, almost. It was, uh... Yeah, the two drives weren't very good. Um, Saints had a grand total of 10 points through three quarters between the second, third, and fourth quarter. Um, which is... I don't know. Like... It's kind of one of those things where I didn't really think about it. But, like, I, I, re- I heard the statistic that, like, after the Cowboys game, Drew Brees had, like, seven touchdowns and five interceptions. He just didn't play very well at the end of the year. Yeah, because that was a tough stretch of games. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I thought. I was like, ah, oh, it's just 
Right. You know, whatever. Like, who cares? And then they had the game against Philly, and I thought about this. Um, if you take the two games they played, uh, the game against Philly and the game against the Rams, there's eight quarters of football. The final three quarters and the first – the final three quarters of the Eagles game and the first quarter of the Rams game was, like, perfect. But the first quarter against the Eagles and then the last three quarters against the Rams were, like, bad. <laughs> so, so like, I don't know. Like, in a stretch of two games but interwoven between the two games, the Saints played the best four quarters of football they've ever played. And then simultaneously, four quarters, probably not their worst, but, like, not very good. And I thought about that, like, I worked on, like, yeah, that's a little weird. Um, and then an extra, uh, then an extra one where Drew Brees threw an interception. I think, uh, well, that, that, I don't know, that, that overtime ended very quickly, but I... We wouldn't be talking about how bad the Saints played if that flag got called. That's how I'm thinking about it. I, we still would have talked about how they, uh... I still, I still think it'd have been yeah. talked about like, wow, like it. They did not play well that game, and like so, they managed then, to win. The, I know and the Rams didn't. No, we, if, we, if we didn't, we didn't play we well and won, if we didn't play well and won, what what did the Rams do? They played not well. Exactly. The, the, yeah. That's the thing. You, if you, they played a half of bad football. That's besides the point. Well, who the, did? If, the Rams. Who, I wouldn't say their whole first half was bad. In the yeah. second quarter, They're, they started. They had two hundred and twelve yards combined in the fourth quarter and. Uh, fucking overtime. So the, it was like fourth quarter overtime was like the they had just went crazy. They right, had, they then, had like three hundred and fifty yards of offense, like mm-hmm. total. Yeah. And so until then, they were not running very well, and the Saints' defense was swallowing them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the defense gets tired. They had a couple. They only had a couple like drives where like they'd get like the drive. The, the drives they actually. It was weird. Like the Rams either that whole game up until like overtime, fourth quarter overtime. The Rams kept having a drive. Like, they'd go three and out, and then they'd have a really long drive where they'd score, and then they'd go three and out, like, two more times, and then have a really long drive where they score. Um, and, like, your your opening thing that you did about the, the referee thing. Hey, all right, let's get into it. I, I, like, I like that because I like how you bring up the fact that, like, it isn't just about the Saints game. Right. It's about dozens and dozens and dozens of other games yeah it's absolutely correct uh, it's about it's about and i don't want to make this about me but like it's the chargers steelers game right where a dude jumps dude fall starts and it costs the steelers seven points and we lost by three um the same thing happened to the browns against the chargers against the raiders against the raiders uh with the tuck game um you've had experiences with the officiating the last couple of years with the the uh Forward progress, mm. and I like the fact that it's kind of become. Mm. I like the fact that it's become less about the individual game between the Saints and the Rams, and more about like, man, officiating in the NFL is bad. Like I, th- I think because I like that, like that angle of it. I'm like, because it's correct. Like there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton non-procedural of bad non-procedural penalties should be reviewable. Yeah, I agree. If you can, re- if you if they let you review twelve men on the field and shit like that, you should be able to review if a guy got targeted or hit in the head, or or what, if what? a guy hits a shoulder pad and then he gets called for 
whatever. Now, how about this? Instead of them just be flatly reviewable, like you would like a touchdown, yeah. why not just make them challengeable? That's what Bill Belichick... Bill Belichick actually posed that. Right. Years ago. He's so like, you still have your challenge. Needs to, be, needs to be challengeable. Yeah, so you can... So you can do it, but then you have, but you use it as a challenge. It counts mm. as a challenge. You throw the flag. Bill, Bill Belichick goes into his sock and throws his dirty dick flag. So gross. If it it was that way, though, the like making it about me, it wouldn't have mattered because of the stupid two minute rules about. Can't well, you would you would have to t- take that out. Mm-hmm. You would have to. Um, it should be should not be there anyway. Which is. What I've been saying. It's just two more minutes That's... of football. We've been we've been preaching that shit for right. a while now. That's just it's just two more minutes of football. Why are you doing that? It's the most important two minutes of football, yeah, so and why that's you... why you have its own rule set and whatever. But but the rule set you haven't stated on is stupid. Right. It's like you're trying to hurry up the rest of the game. The, don't the pr- do that. The procedural penalties thing. I I don't think I don't think the they need to be reviewed or that they need to be challenged needs to neither of those things need to happen all that i think what needs to happen is i talked to my dad about this earlier um if any of you watched the world cup this year the world cup in soccer football everywhere else in the world had uh, a brand new system on american football in place this no I'm, I'm joking they had a brand new system in place during the world cup where they had the the officials out on the field that were you know running around with them with the cars or whatever and they had an entirely other, not just one person, an entire, a whole nother officiating crew in a television truck by themselves watching all of the monitors. And essentially their job is if an official either misses something or calls something incorrect, they th- there's no review process. It's just like, hey, like that's no. Like, you're wrong. Like, that's not right. Yeah, but... And they just immediately... They either just... There's no review. There's no going under a hood. There's no looking at a screen. There's no wasting a challenge. It's just literally... The referees have a, a mic in their ear and a and a team... Not one person. A team of officials that can see everything. After a call is made, before the next play starts, they could be like, hey... N- no, like, hey, like... Tom Brady's face wasn't hit. Yeah, like that needs D Ford. Oh, who? Whoever it was. D Ford. D Ford. I was like, D Ford missed him, or um, you know, uh, uh, Roby Coleman got there early, or, and this is the other thing that I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, or the Goff. Jared Goff's face mask got right. grabbed. Like someone, and, and the play because the play stops anyway. There's this huge gap where nothing is happening. So what difference does it make if it stops for 15 seconds and the referees say, on the previous play, All right. there was a face mask? Because everyone's going to see it anyway. That needs a, that needs to happen. Like That should be a thing. Especially now, more than ever, that sports gambling is becoming widely legal. You can't leave it up to one person to make the call. Right. No, because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people that are angry. Yeah, of course. Talk about like people in like New Jersey got refunded for their bets yeah, on the Yeah, but game. not even that. Like You're going to have... You're gonna have a ref with money on a game. It's tough to that imagine. might be against their contract. Well, obviously, well, it's obviously against their contract. I mean, like that. But that's are what... you following a ref around all week, watching them go into the? No, they're only exactly. part time for Christ's sake. I know. But that, right. That's what. I, but that's why I said like 
it shouldn't be like, oh, let's go to New York, let's do this. No, there just needs to be another group of officials right. at a game that are watching. The, the it watching. doesn't need. It doesn't even need to be a whole group. Just fucking. You already have the broadcast guys with their own ref dude. Just have a ref dude in the press box. I just don't like the fact it's one person. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the NFL can afford to have another team of people. Yeah. That's they can afford it. It's just, if it's one person, then like kind of what he's saying, you can kind of make it like that one person could be like, oh, well, I we think had, that's. We had, you know. I'm sure it's happened before, but there was a ref in the Saints game this year. Saints, Saints versus Falcons. He was an ex-Falcons player officiating a Saints-Falcons game. Mm-hmm. There's obviously bias in that game. Like, he shouldn't be at that game. Nothing gets vetted like that before games. They don't care. Well, they, just, they, don't, they just kind of like – their their whole system in place for refs is fucked up. We talked about this before. And uh, I think especially for the playoffs, uh, I was talking about this before. Another idea you could do is just have, like, a special, dedicated, all-star crew of refs. No! 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 I didn't say all-star. I'm just like, you know, a special dedicated group of refs that are tailored for the playoffs, that are paid for the playoffs, full-time, expected to officiate the playoffs. The whole time. The whole time. That's it. That's all he wants, Matt. He just he just wants a good team. All-star he refs. Doesn't, he doesn't want, he doesn't want the so all-star good. refs. That's so funny. No, but there needs to be something, just something in place. You just can't take the same thing. It's obviously not working. And yet, they do it again. And Corey's right. We need to hold them accountable. Yeah. I still... And Drew Brees also doesn't need to throw a pick. Yeah. Uh, that's not even an issue if the flag gets thrown. Right. But it didn't. So what happens after that? It, 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 like, you, you also need to look beyond that, too, because what happened did happen. And the Saints you still, you still needed to go out there and, and right. try to the finish Saints the game. did have an opportunity to still win that football game. They got the ball first. That's what happened when Tom Brady got the ball first. Like, I understand that like, like that football game should have already been over, but on top of that, you had a massive mistake that costed that game. Uh, this this is happening. All right, this happened in esports a while ago. I don't know if you might. It was a Smash game. Uh, it was a finals game. I don't know the name of the person. But uh, the person came out, they won, and they, you know, everything happened. They got the tro- And then afterwards, the person that runs it comes on and is like, hey, uh, we, need a, we need to run that back. The, there was a, something off with the settings where it was at 0.9 instead of like oh, yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, the, the smash ratio. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did see this. And then he went on and lost because he, like, that's – you're shooken up after that because you think you won, and then that happens. It's a fucking mental game. Right, I know. But it. Th- th- that, that I was gonna that. say like I was gonna. I'm I'm sitting here the entire the whole day we were getting ready to record. I do this to myself when I'm sitting. I was like, I wonder what everybody's gonna say. And I knew Corey was gonna come up, come out with the. You know, it's one thing to say, oh well, you still have a game to play, but like when you real when you really really think. Like, okay, all we have to do is get this call and we win. And then all of a sudden you have to go out and play another quarter of football. Like, we do have to remember that these are human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like, it's so hard for me to, like, sit here and, like, 
say definitively like okay from from the moment the call didn't happen forget everything that led up to the call because the Saints did a lot of things in that game that I didn't like like I didn't like the fact that after the big Ted Ginn play they threw the ball three straight times I didn't like that Especially with the ball at the 15-yard line with under two minutes and the Rams only had two timeouts. I didn't like the fact they threw the ball three straight times. Despite the fact they weren't running the ball very well anyway. You're at the 15-yard line. Like, if you get two yards, would it, Will Lutz hit the kick anyway? Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, run a will, lot more time off the clock. Yeah, Will Lutz hit the field goal. You know what I mean? And plus, now you force the Rams to take all their timeouts. And now Jared Goff has to get that. Which, I mean, they did anyway. You know, whatever. It is what it is. It could have been, you know, with, with less time on the clock. There could have been, been there could have been a situation where the the call never has to get called anyway because they don't throw it. There's just this, this horrible gray area of like, okay, well, the Saints decided that this is what they were going to do, and then what happened happened. So do you discount everything that happens prior to that? And then also can... simultaneously discount everything that happens after it because you can't possibly think that the Saints – went into that overtime period with the mindset of like okay we we can still beat them you know what i mean I, i'm sure they still thought they could beat them but like i'm not trying to say like oh well no we lost obviously they didn't feel that way but a lot of chiefs fans felt that way <sighs> we're gonna we're gonna get we're i want to can i say <laughs> I'm something sorry man Here's i'm a, picking can on I, you can i say something about the overtime rules <laughs> yeah since we're talking about that I, I didn't mean to directly transition at that. No, I just meant because, to have fun. Because I like I like the fact that both of these games had this one thing in common. That they both went to overtime. Because I've seen a lot of takes the last couple of days where... There's been, there's been a lot of takes. There's been a lot of couple takes. Of that pass interference needs reviewable. Needs to be reviewable. I can understand that. Uh, referees need to be held accountable. I can understand that. Um, uh... Players need to not line up offsides. No, I have I, I no. There's, I'm, I, there's I, I have issues with that whole thing. That really? that 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 play in general. I don't know if you want me to harp on it now. Or well, I mean, we'll get give it a, give it a second. Yeah. We'll yeah, get to okay. it. But the only the only thing that I didn't like is this idea, and it ties into both. Is that oh, NFL overtime? If you win the coin toss, you win the game. Did, did, did his game go to overtime? Yeah. No, so the Saints who, game did go to overtime and who, Drew Brees threw a pick. Who got the ball first? Yeah, it was the Saints. Did Drew they Reese win? A pick. No. There were 17 overtime games this year. Four of them, just four, had an instance where the team won the coin toss and went all the way down the field and scored. The 13 other times, there were possessions back and forth. Most of the time, the team that, the, of those four instances... Almost all, I think all but one were the home team. So in other words, if you get the ball first in your home stadium, even if in your own home stadium and you get the ball first in overtime, you still usually don't just go right down the field and score. One of the teams that did it was the Saints against the Falcons. They did it. Went right down the field and scored. Every other team, the only other teams that did it were Dallas. Dallas did it against Houston, which is weird. Um, I can't remember who the other two were, but like Kansas City didn't do it. The Kansas City Baltimore game that went to overtime, it didn't happen like that. Uh, obviously there were two ties this year, <laughs> so obviously like there was that whole debacle twice in a row. Seattle and San Francisco had one. Like 
this idea that if you the take if your take is NFL overtime or football overtime rules are fluky and a little unperf imperfect and hard to kind of nail down yes but if your take is oh well if you win the coin toss you win the game you are incorrect <laughs> yeah literally you are incorrect like that's not the way it works like no you're, you're yeah you're, you're statistically wrong it doesn't right necessarily work if that you way. if you don't want the team that wins the coin toss to win the game and i guess this is how we'll tie into the chiefs um if you don't want the team that won the coin toss to win the game in overtime how about you stop them on one of the three third down and tens you had? That's what I'm saying. That's why Bob Sutton got canceled. That's why Bob... They had three... You had... Th I don't want to hear... Matt is crushing his water bottle. That's what I'm saying. And Matt, I love you. So, But, like, that's the one... People that were saying, like, oh... The, no, the Chiefs had three shots at third down and ten. Not third down and five. Not third... Third down and ten. And think two Get of those, them off the field. And two of those third down and tens would have resulted in a punt. Right. All three of them would have. Now, the third one, I think, would have been Where a was goal. the third one at? They were at the at the Chiefs 40. Roughly, yeah. They were still going to punt. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, you're, not gonna punt, punt. you're not going to punt. You're not going to Well, Bill Belichick might have gone for it, it well, knowing that if the Chiefs got the ball, they were going to score no well, matter what. That, it would not they, based, had, they had the second half momentum. Not based on his play call. Because the play call, that the third one was to Gronk. Every single play went for, like, over 12 yards. Mm -hmm. So, like, if that's incomplete, it's fourth down and 10. And he's not going for it. Because if they go for it and they don't get it, the Chiefs get the ball at their own 40. Mm -hmm. And Pat Mahomes has to make one throw and Butker's in range. So, like, this idea that, like, I don't know, man. Like, stop them. Stop them. I'm sorry. That was like I don't, I don't, I don't like this the idea. The thing is, they they did stop him more than even before overtime. Well, a defense they, gets tired. I was talking about this about the last game. No, it, it, I well, they do get tired and you get gassed and all that shit. That's well, they the got Patriots gassed hard in that plan. game. The, the, but the like, Patriots had a game the, plan the going on. The biggest thing, the most obvious thing, is what Corey just talked about a minute ago. When like you think you've won, and then a call happens, and then you don't win. And it fucks with you mentally. Mm -hmm. the, all the air comes out. You, you, the, the offsides interception play that shouldn't have been called. He's offsides. His hands are over the ball. Barely. And nine, not even nine times. I'd say about like almost ten times out of ten, you usually get warned for that and not flagged. Mm-hmm. Like Andy Reid was talking about it in the press conference, like after the game and shit. Like usually, like maybe not on that play. They like hold the flag in their pocket. This is standard issue stuff in the NFL. Well, let me get out my thing since I started on it. Your thing. You have an Andy Reid presser like well, queued up. Well, hey, no, I for, for, no. This is a thing. Like usually, and this is what Andy mentioned. The officials were warn the player and or the coach. And I'm not talking about that specific snap, like saying, hey, move back. I'm talking about keeping the flag in your pocket the first time and telling the player or coach not to do it again. Fucking. Was that, the, I mean. The point is even more an issue because of the game situation. Under a minute to go in the AFC Championship game. And also, more subtly, because it had zero impact on the play. By that I mean. 
Had Ford bolted off the line and screamed around the corner for a big play, yeah, drop the flag for sure. But that didn't happen. Ford being a bit offside there didn't give him a competitive advantage on that play. To be clear, the flag came out at the snap. The official didn't wait for the interception. And I'm not claiming the, the guy, right? He's not claiming conspiracy. The official that threw it was on the Patriots side of the field. You can bet he had coaches in his ear calling for it. But even with that, like, it, it's just sad that they choose that moment to enforce the letter of the law. And it goes against my favorite team again. Happens, though. He did break a rule. It's, it had no bearing on the play. And it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have been called. He waited too long to throw the flag. It came. It felt like it almost came out of nowhere. You got the interception. Charvis Ward steps up like a goddamn man. My favorite corner on this team, the rookie, <laughs> puts the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm jumping up and down. My dad's jumping up and down. We're like screaming. We're going to the Super Bowl. And then there's like a flag. And oh, I wonder if they call. Uh, I wonder if there's like an offensive pass interference, says Tony Romo. And then Tony Romo's like, wait, no, I think they're going to call offsides. And I'm like, no. Say it ain't so, Tony. Say it ain't so, Tony. Oh, and it was to so. Tony willed it into existence. Tony willed it into God dang old Jizo Bido existence. So, like, anyway, so that, that all happens. They thought they won the game. They that That was the game. You know, picking off Brady for a third time. That was the game, and then it wasn't. And at that point, that that was where the switch flipped, and they hit E, 100% gassed. Yeah. Also, it, it man, I'm, I'm a believer now. In what? In, in the Patriots, man. I, well, you're... I don't know why you constantly jump on and off. But. No, no, I, I'm officially on now. Okay. I, I was never officially on. Can I just, before you, before you go on the thing about the Patriots, let me just, about, about the two people sitting to our lefts and our right. First of all, I want to congratulate Corey on predicting the NFC game correctly. <laughs> the 2 nothing Rams? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fuck. Well, I got the, really close not to my the score. Not the, the score. I got really close to um, my score predictions. I think... I had this conversation with my dad earlier about if you come up... If, if, you, if someone's in the car with you, and this, and this kind of speaks to both of you, especially you with the whole letter of the law thing. If someone is in your car and they've never driven a car before, all right, they don't even know how a car works. They don't know anything about traffic laws, nothing, right? And you pull up to a red light. And you stop. And the person says, okay, so do you always have to stop at a red light? Do, can you not move? Your answer cannot be yes. Because there's a rule. No, we can turn right if there's no one coming. Specifically so, in the state we live in, by the way, it's not like that in every state. It's not in every state, but in Ohio, that's the way it works. Right. You can turn right on red, even though if you just open up, it's like you have to stop on a red light. You can't move. So there are these like, but you can't turn left. Can't go anywhere. Can't go any other direction. You can only go right. So there are these like little, little things like that 
like Matt, what's, what's Matt? What Matt's talking about? Where like, okay, he's his fingers are offsides. His fingers are where the ball is. You're not allowed to do that. His fingers are where the ball is. With Corey, it's for God's sakes. Like I understand because you know you hear that a lot about the, the officials don't want to throw the flag in that instance because they want to let the guys play essentially but that's beyond that but that's at the same time it's kind of like eh. like you know they you, they always say like oh you could call pass interference on every single hail mary but they never do you don't call pass interference on a hail mary because that's the point right so like there are these like little instances where like where the officials either decide to not turn right on red essentially and take that little bit of a leeway that little leeway mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that leads to what you were saying where like there's no consistency and there's no like there's no like right or wrong essentially is pretty much just like the nfl just kind of looks at it like oh well like for the chiefs like oh well offsides is against the rules or they look at the chiefs or they look at the rams game and they're like oh well that's super, super fast. It's hard to tell. And I think at the end of the day, it just, like, proves that, like, there needs to be more of, like, you don't want the NFL to just become, like, everything is, like, <laughs> it's going to sound really strange. You don't want everything to be, like, okay, let's have a computer analyze, like, to make sure that play was, like, okay, right? Because the game would take seven hours. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, football is an entertainment. It's in the entertainment business. That's what. That's its industry. It's the entertainment industry. Right. So it needs to be entertaining. So losing that aspect, or or adding, I should say, inserting the aspect of we're gonna make sure that every single little thing, down to the most minute detail, is like reviewed and analyzed and. We're going to have, like, tickers of when the ball leaves a quarterback's hand to how long it takes for the ball to get to the receiver and determine how early the defender was to hit him. And, like, you don't want that. But at the same time, like, there needs to be... You can always pick up a flag, you know, just... Yeah. Like, you could always just, like, either pick one up or vice versa, converse and throw one. And I think that the only way that that happens is you need an extra entity, not an extra entity, but an extra like group of people that their job is to not under, they're not undermining the officials. Cause that was another thing I, I was met with like, Oh, now you're just compromising the referee's integrity. Well, no, they're there to bail them out because the referee doesn't want to mess up. Right. And it's his ass. Right? Yeah. Like that dude, the the guy that um. Uh, who was the referee that got fired earlier this year? I don't fucking know his name. For the, well, we don't know his name, but like, <laughs> wasn't he fired about the Chargers? Yeah, Browns it was a game. Chargers Brown game. Uh, Chargers should have had a false start. That was a touchdown. Right. That guy got fired. So like, it's their ass if they're wrong. So if you walk up to an official and you say, "Hey, these six people are going to be sitting in a room." with a bunch of TV monitors that see every angle, and their job is, in case you're wrong, (laughs) in case you're wrong, they're going to tell you you're wrong. 
what official is going to be like, no, I don't want that. If you don't want that, then you're an idiot. Because guess what? You're going to fuck up and you're, especially now, with how heavily the league is getting scrutinized because of this bullshit, you will not affi- you will not referee anymore. Oh, yeah, that's intense. <laughs> so, like, I just don't understand why that simple change. Don't, don't make pass interference reviewable. For God's sakes. Because it happens at least six times a game. Right. Like, that would... It's it's just... And most of the time... Most of the time... It's... Give... Most... Mo, I shouldn't say most of the time. Some of the time, it's... It's blatant. Like, it's blatantly obvious. Like, okay. That's passenger fans. I get it. The times where it's really, really ticky-tacky... Either... Or the times where it just doesn't get called... Or it does get called. And the reason why it does is because the officials in that moment, if you can't tell, are told to not throw the flag. That's what they're told to do. So, I just think that making that type of stuff reviewable, just flat out like a referee goes underneath a hood and looks at it, is not... It's not like replay in baseball. Baseball needed instant replay for safe and out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if football needs DPI review. It needs extra balancing so that the officials always make at, at least 90. If the officials are making 80% of the calls correct, quote unquote correct, if it boosts it up to 95, it's we'll worth take that. doing. Yeah, it's worth We'll doing. take that. So, yeah, I agree. I don't know. That was my soliloquy about it. Yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah, we, we knew what this was going to be coming in. Um, <laughs> Weren't we supposed to um, give out all the awards? That's next week. Yeah, Pro Bowl week. Oh, that's right, Pro Bowl week. Yeah, yeah next week's, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was this week. So I was like... Wait, get... the Pro Bowl's this weekend, though. Yeah, but the, yeah. NFL, the awards aren't until next weekend. Yeah, the awards are next sat- or the Saturday before yeah. the Super Bowl. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so we, we'll we should do... give out our awards the episode before that. It makes sense. In other words, there's no games to talk about. Right. So we're just going to do like, oh, here's our... So we'll, we'll, we, could take a, we could take a long chunk of time talking about that instead of now when we're already, what, an hour in? Yeah. How far Whatever. are we in? We're an hour into a football podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We've come a long way. God, Matt and Corey are just fucking burnt out. It's hard to care about football when the NFL doesn't. Right. Yeah. That's a fucking mood. That is a valid mood. Man, all right. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I I have to – I can't do it anymore. I have to love the New England Patriots now. Why is that? Um, I mean, I've always had a – I don't want to say I don't I don't I don't know if it's love, but I've always just had like a like damn Marvel. Like damn, I love how evil they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it just they're they're special, and you I you know you can get mad, and I know you're you're mad, Matt, Matt, you're mad. Uh, but it's incredible. Matt, this is a league where this doesn't happen, yes. and yet they make it happen. Oh, yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. And again. Mm-hmm. And again. Mm-hmm. Their strategy of chewing that fucking clock out with the running game and just gunning it over and over and over again and just gouging Bob Sutton's shitty defense. It's, it wasn't was, even. 
that's not even the, the, I don't care about what the New England Patriots offense did. The no, fact that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey combined for four catches. The defense is especially is, in the first half is not was it was that was asinine. The first half of that game, the Chiefs have not been held to that all year. Right. And mm-hmm. the Patriots come out and do that. Right. That's what that was that was the the big takeaway for me. It was like I went into that game with like, okay. How many key defensive players can you name on the New England Patriots? One. Stephon Gilmore. Yep. yep. That's the only Tra- one I could I could name Trey Flowers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Tim Hightower. Kyle. Dante Hightower, not yeah. Tim Hightower. <laughs> Tim Hightower. Oh, Tim my Hightower. God, Tim Hightower. Holy uh, shit. Kyle Van Noy. Me, Van Noy. Manoy, Van Noy. Oh, what's the? McCourty. Yeah, McCourty. Both McCourty's. And then there's the guy that was from Atlanta last year that had like Five sacks in the game. Adrian Claiborne. Yeah. Yeah, he had five sacks against Dallas. That's funny. Poor Dak Prescott. <laughs> Sorry, we just blew your point out of the water. Well, we're we're like big football boys. So I guess it makes sense. I, I couldn't do it. You guys know more than me. It's um, kinda like it's kinda like the thing that uh I couldn't name I can only name three. It was like uh who was it? Um both McCordys, aren't they? It was both McCordys. Devin mm. and Jason. I, I love that they're twins and they had... They play together? Yeah, I love that. I, I remember reading that story. It's a fun time. They were talking... About- it's similar to one of those things where, like, the, the Patriots' defense is, like... Not to bring this about basketball, but a couple weeks... A couple days ago, the Warriors beat the Nuggets by, like, a 1,000. And it was coming into a game where the Nuggets were... It was on It was on PTI. That's what it was. Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. And, uh... Denver at the time was like the number one seed in the West, and they were like the talk of the West, like oh god the Denver Nuggets, and uh, the Warriors just came in and just absolutely just ass pounded them, and uh, Tony Kornheiser was like oh you know but the Nuggets are a good team and Mike Wilbon was like name a Denver Nugget, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Joker, so, okay well yeah, <laughs> but like so that's kind of like the whole point they're like oh yeah, man that's my point. the Patriots defense is really good. Name a New England Patriot defensive player. Like, most, like... A a good majority of people can. There's not any huge defensive superstars on that team. And yet they pull off a defensive scheme that usually a team full of superstars does. Name a Denver Nugget. They (laughs) did, I mean, they played man, bumped Kelsey on every play, and kept a safety over top Tyreek on every play. But because of that... They did everything to take out those two players. Because of that, Damian Williams, Demetrius Robinson, Chris Conley, Sammy Watkins, all your boy, Sammy Watkins. I love Sammy Watkins. I would have had a Remember lot when of we money. Didn't if... Love Sammy Watkins when he was a Bill. Yeah, I would have had a lot of money <laughs> if Sammy Watkins gets in the end zone on either of those long catches. I he, he's two of them down inside the five. I'm so sorry, buddy. Playing we all knew. Yeah. We all knew he's a bum. It's no worries. We knew it. It's okay. I don't he's played the he's best football the he's money. ever played on that team. I don't yeah, know by not playing? <laughs> For like you know, 10 weeks? When he does play, though, he plays pretty well. Makes for Pat so they, they, they put their, the, their mm-hmm. the defensive game plan was bump Kelsey at the line, double Tyreek on every play, and bring pressure from the outside to force Mahomes to move up. They played contain. To force Mahomes to stay in the pocket and to move up into the line instead of rolling out, which worked for one half. That was all it needed, though, really. That that's all it needed to keep it in the game. I mean, 
That's essentially kind of what they did the first that's time. Super, yeah, like you you can talk it down all you want, but that's important. Right. The what what you don't want to get against the Chiefs is down early. Right. That's what that's what that's the Chiefs why, do. That's why they their whole strategy is to fucking run like what is it, eight ten between eight and ten like superscripted plays right at the beginning of the game and fuck you by like two touchdowns, three touchdowns, and then you're down for the whole game. That's what that's their strategy for most of the time. And you took they took that away. Right. It was they gone. received so they could set the tempo. Yeah. No, no, the Chiefs deferred. They won the toss. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't that watch the have, game. That might not have been a good idea. Why didn't you watch the game? Well, well come on. Because I didn't fucking care. <laughs> they, but yeah, they, they, but yeah, no, they, that's important. You, like I said, you can try to talk it down all you want, but that's huge. That punches a hole in Andy Reid's, like, whole first half game plan. You know... I really feel yeah, like... Yeah, but, uh, again, the whole point is, like, they did all of that to, like, try and stop the team and contain him, and then Mahomes still comes out in the second half, throws for over 300 yards no, and four touchdowns. No, 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 there's no doubting I, yeah, that... one was a run. That Patrick Mahomes is the fucking truth and will be a goddamn NFL legend. I'm, I, I, 100%, that, that's, I think, a guarantee. That kid's amazing. But... But... Having a first half... Yeah, where ha- having two- any points on the board in the first half probably would have helped the Chiefs win that football game, yeah. and they got contained. And that that punches that hole, and that opens that whole game up for the Patriots to win it, based on a, a defensive strategy that worked well. Yeah, whatever. It was that was a, a perfect defensive half. Yeah, it, it worked. Like I said, it was a good half. They did it, and then you know, just Mahomes got his nerves under control. You know, and tells everybody in the locker room at halftime we're scoring 31 points. Too bad they needed to score a little more. Yeah, just a little more. <laughs> I will say this. The report of um, how after the game was over, Brady walked over to the Kansas City locker room and found Mahomes and went in. Did you hear about that? No. What? What is this? After the game was over, Brady uh, secretly... He didn't bring anybody with him. He just secretly went over and uh, went over to where the Chiefs locker room was and they were still in there. And he like talked to one of the people that was outside. He's like, hey, can I like go talk to Mahomes? And they were like, uh, sure. And he went in and like talked to him. I don't know what he said to him. But the fact that Brady's going to go do a trophy ceremony and then go back and instead of going to his locker, he goes to the Chiefs locker room and goes and finds Pat Mahomes. Oh, you know he knows. To talk to him. Oh, Brady, Brady's a fucking nerd and all he does is watch footage. He knows that, that kid's special. He is mm-hmm. kind of a nerd, isn't he? No, oh, he's Tom Brady's such a fucking nerd. Oh, he's a biggie. He's a biggie nerd. I just that's really... what puts him over everybody else. And I know it's wrapping all the way back around to what we talked about. I, was like, I just really hope you guys don't give Pat Mahomes $200 million. Yeah, really. Don't give Pat Mahomes two hundred million dollars, please. Don't. I want you guys to be good. <laughs> I don't. I, I shouldn't say that. You guys will be good because you'll have him. I just don't want you to be like nine and seven good. That's why or every like, year fucking counts. That's why if we don't win it next year and then he gets his contract and we lose all of our talent, I don't know. It, just, it sucks. Yeah, I'll get to watch. I'll get to watch Pat Mahomes play for fifteen years and lose in the playoffs again. Have 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 crazy shit happen, and then I feel like that's what Green Bay is destined. For you now. know what? Last I was just looking at other shit. If we're gonna get into the Chiefs 
playoff curses and shit. Right. The, they snapped it, by the way. Nah, not all of them. And they found good ways to lose again and all. Did you know uh, in, in NFL history, um, teams that scored 31 points and didn't turn the ball over in the playoffs were uh, a, a nice, I think, 64 and 1? Not 64 and 2. Not a 64 and 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know that um, if you're a quarterback that scores 31 points and throws zero interceptions, you've only lost eight times. Pat Mahomes being number eight, the person who did it before him was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl last year, and the person who did it before Brady was Alex Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs! (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. Matt, I came to some conclusions over this week. Um, First of all, being that we're the reason why our teams lost. <laughs> I saw your one tweet. Like, you... that, not that. I'll get to that one. Okay. But the first one <laughs> is us knowing that only people in the Super Bowl win the MVP, and us keep saying that our quarterbacks deserved MVP. <laughs> it's true. We jinxed ourselves there. Then last week you said that home playoff teams are like 80% win rate or whatever. I don't know what the exact yeah, number no, was. No, that's yeah, that's that's they and they had won the last multiple. Yep. That jinxed us. That that was a good tweet. I like I saw it like the day after cuz like I, I I didn't look at Twitter much that night. I saw it that I was like scrolling. <laughs> Damn, you said some harsh things about me. I deserve it though. Yep. You're hubris. I was dreaming I was dreaming, like, I-, I thought the only threat the Saints had to the Super Bowl was the Bears. And when Dallas double-doinked their way over the Bears, I I was dreaming for the Saints. Philly double-doinked their way over the Bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Philly double-doinked over the Bears? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, big dick, Nick! Swung his yeah, big dick around. Dallas? Dallas did win their game, but they yeah. then they played the Rams and, and then got fucked. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, Hard. anyway, 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 anyway. After the Bears lost, I, I was just like dreaming of the Saints Chiefs Super Bowl just for like podcast content. What it would mean between me and Corey to have like that moment and all this shit. And I was like, I was so ready for it. You got the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Why would you? <laughs> It got the exact opposite. <laughs> it's like it's like I some weird monkey paw wish. Can we? The well now what we get is the continuation of Tom Brady's career going in reverse. <laughs> I mean, uh, he he's because he's for bo- most players this would be a bookend. His, his last Super Bowl against the his first Super Bowl opponent. But you know he's not going to be done. No, that's the thing. Like if if he wins, he's just going to keep playing. Well, yeah. What if he loses? Just gonna keep playing. Just keep playing. If he loses, what what do you say about a quarterback that's lost as many Super Bowls as he's won? Wow, um, he got there. He's been to he's been to about uh, ten times as many as about anybody else. He's well, no, no, no. It, it would be he'd be five and four. Oh, okay, he'd still be above five hundred. I guess that's. Still I don't know. Good. He's been to more Super Bowls than I any mean, franchise. Yeah, so that's true. Like, oh, um, you can't help but appreciate that man. No, like, you can. You, you it's, it's appreciable. It's all good. It's dandy. We're never. We are never getting it's this hard. again. You have to understand. Never. Justin. I don't want it again. Justin. It's from, amazing to watch. From coming from someone that regularly, regularly has to 
deal with what Matt is dealing with right now at the hands of the Patriots, in the moment, it is very, very hard to appreciate it. <laughs> like, usually afterwards, I'm usually like, okay, I can appreciate that. Because, like, well, first of all, I just have a very negative, sour taste on my team anyway. And I have for the last, like, three years. But... I don't know, man. I just love this sport in general so much. You said why? Too bad it sucks. <laughs> and in a sport that's designed so hard to force parity, and that team just goes like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, that parity rings true, by the way. It even rings true against them. Right. Usually. They, yet, they lose to a... They, all of their losses this year were to bad teams. Yeah. Like, they lost to the ta- the Titans, who weren't very good. They lost to the Lions, who sucked. They lost to the Dolphins, who sucked. Uh, the Steelers didn't suck. The Steelers were just the Steelers. They just did their Steelers They thing. just did their Steelers stuff. They normally it, do. And made me mad. Uh-huh. Um, but did they... It's but against all the playoff teams, they were undefeated. Against the ones they had played. They had not lost. So, like, whatever. This won't fucking stop until either of those two retire. And they probably both go down together. We've said that's always been the thing for years. Is that right. they, neither of them wants the... Neither of them wants the risk of that they're not successful without the other. And then everyone can look at them and be like, well, I oh, think well. think was still a possibility while Garoppolo was there. Now that he's gone, oh no, it was it was going to happen. Right now that he's gone, they're both just gonna go, and and when that's gonna be gone, and we're gonna look back at that, you're just gonna be like, wow, (laughs) like wow, the AFC East blows ass. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean they have help, but it doesn't matter. Josh Allen's gonna run that division. I can't wait. He's gonna be the next Tom Brady. (laughs) No, he's not. He is. I can't wait for him to actually like he, physically harm somebody on the sideline when he throws a screen pass. Did we say that? He, I think he, I think he might. I think I'm I said for the that, day that, that, I, that that I that he's gonna kill an assistant coach. I can't wait for the day that he throws a football so hard on a screen pass that it blows through somebody's chest in the sideline. Then he goes to jail. Why do you want him to go to jail? <laughs> Man, we got we got angry. Gonna be sad. And then the the, the Bills. Just being fucking like cursed just continues. A good thing, Shane, and then our Patreon, good old Angry, who uh Oh you need to unblock Angry. No. <laughs> why? Because it didn't work. He, he loved the Simmer. reason. That's why you should unblock him now. It didn't work. Nope. It's clearly not the reason. Unblock <laughs> Wait for him to cool down. I I don't know, man. I can't. Poor angry. Just gonna never gonna never gonna get to see. It's not like I fucking tweet from there anyway. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. No, it, it was. This was. By the way, barring all the bullshit, there's still two like good fucking football games. Two. And debatable. The Pro Bowl. No, no, no. I'm talking about the weekend that they were good games. Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, that fucking Chiefs-Patriots game was amazing. Holy fuck. From an outside perspective, not being a fan of either team looking at that, holy fuck. Um, I'll, I'll never get over it, man. That was a third down called roughing the passer when the drive beforehand with the Chiefs, Mahomes gets hit the exact same way and they don't call it on him. 
but Brady gets it because he's old and white. Wait a minute. Pat Mahomes isn't white? No. No, no Pat a, Mahomes he's a actually... Curry. He's a Stephon Curry. He's a halfy boy. Yeah, he's not white. So he's not black. He is. I he's think. a... He's Logic a, would like he's to have a, a word with you. He's a chai latte. <laughs> he's a, anyway, that the point that is... Did you see the video of Steph Curry slipping and falling on the fast break? Oh, yeah. my God. And then he airballed a three, but I didn't see the airball on the three. Um, They they photoshopped it into him going into a painting in Super Mario 64. Yes! <laughs> there was one... <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw one. It was... Uh, I think Luigi threw up threw a banana peel on Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Do I say, basketball has the best memes. Basketball's the meme league. It's It's, just a big meme league. It's got the best memes. It's the the big, big meme league. And it makes me want to start watching basketball, but I'll do it once the the Bulls are good. Come back in 20 years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When LeBron's retired and the Warriors aren't a thing anymore. (laughs) That's why why basketball doesn't hurt us, is because we know what's going to happen. LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron, and yeah, or the, the Warriors are going to make the playoffs. There's no parody in fucking basketball, man. There is no parody in basketball. That, that's it can't be when you have five All Stars on your team, right? Man, whatever. Patriots do the opposite of that. They just get no All Stars. Yeah, and then they just to win because they have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They have no. They have a bunch of really talented players on that their team. They have like Sonny Michelle, man. Okay, that's, that's a good football can we, player. Can we go back to something that Corey brought up a couple, I think, at last episode? Why is it the teams can't figure out that when Sony Michelle is in the backfield, they're running the ball? I don't know, man. No, you know what? The, <laughs> like, you know, what? You know, no, 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 no. Is... In the Kansas City game, do you know like James White had like three rushes all season, and then he rushed the ball like ten times in that Chiefs game? Yeah, that was part. Every of Every time he was in the backfield, he ran. They were they were setting all year long. They were setting it up for this game. They were setting it up. They met, the yeah. fucking James White bamboozle. The the Patriots played ten dimensional chess. Yeah, that's, now now that's they're in the smart. Super Bowl, and James White is Superman again because he plays his best games in the Super Bowl. That's true. In uh in college, in the at least in the Clemson game last year, in the uh, championship game, Michelle. No, it wasn't Clemson. It was, oh, Georgia. He played for Georgia. He played for Georgia. Yes. Uh, he was the uh, he was a pass catcher. Out of the back, he was. And Nick, he... Nick Chubb was the like the ball carrier right. back, and then Michelle was the the pass catching back. Yeah, what a set of backs. And then he like, and he, they had Gurley before that. Yeah, he's I know. caught like four passes on the year. I think that's so weird. Can you imagine like coming from college and being like, I've caught like two hundred passes, and Bill Belichick's like, you're gonna catch two. So I'm still like, what? He's like, you're catching two. All right. Uh, we're not throwing the ball to you, Sony. I mean. We have to we have to hang it in front of the opponents like a carrot, right? I mean, it worked, man. Like he he's honestly been really good this year. Bill, Bill Belichick called Kirby Smart prior to the final season of Georgia football for Sony Michelle, and he's like, "Listen, I want you to throw the ball to Sony Michelle as much as possible." Kirby Smart's like, "Why?" He's like, "Because I'm not going to," <laughs> <laughs> and I want everyone to think that he's a pass catching back when he isn't. Yeah, like, all the, but, but he's pretty good. No, he's not. Out of all you the all, young offense, like all the, <laughs> Be all quiet, the uh, Kirby. offensive rookies this year, he's up there. You're named after a he pink football. What is he named after? You're named after yeah, a pink football. Yeah, but when he did play, he, he was is. awesome. He was pretty good, yeah. Who? Sonny Michelle. Yeah. He was hurt a lot, though. No, that was not a problem. lot. He was the reason why I did good fantasy this year. He was good, man. Like, don't take him out of the conversation. I mean, like, he's not going to get offensive work of the year. No, because Baker is. Ah! 
Saquon, stop. No, Baker did what he did in 13 games. We'll, we'll save this for next week. Yeah, that's all next week. Talk. That's all next but, week, uh, right. I don't know, because we're probably not going to talk about him next week. Uh, I, I, I can I have to look it up, but I bet Michelle had uh, less, uh, like, one or two yard runs than Saquon did. Yeah, but no other player in, like, NFL history had as many big rushes as oh, I know. 40 plus yard rushes. That, 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 that's what he does. Barkley. That's what he does. He runs for, like, two Which, yards, three yards, two yards, three yards, 60. Yeah, but, like, with my. <laughs> With my formula, it's mostly supposed to like throw out how fluky those are, but it's consistent with Barkley, which which is what's amazing. Barkley destroys the system. Yeah, Bar- Barkley. Yeah, because Barkley yeah, consistently you, you use gets. That to, you use that to kill him at the beginning of the season, and he said, "Fuck you." And then he's like, "Now I'm just gonna get three forty-yard runs every game," and you're like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now my system's broken." So now, we- the. Barkley had that one run on Thursday Night Football that went for, like, eight yards and was the most athletic eight-yard run I've ever seen in my right, life. Right, yeah. Where he dodged, like, <laughs> six people and then finally got tackled. I was like, that's the most athletic thing I've ever seen somebody do in a, a space of 24 feet, like, ever on a football field. So, a quick little side thing. Um, I started playing Madden. A mistake. I'm having fun. Now, I'm not, I'm not any good at Madden. I'm really bad at it. Um, I I just played a franchise on pro and just uh, but then like I only play offense and I'm not I'm not trying to play defense yet. I'm trying to learn how to play offense first. And uh, I brought the Green Bay Packers to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. on my first franchise year with the team. Mm-hmm. And how I did it <laughs> was you benched Aaron Rodgers. No, I went to free agency and grabbed one Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Oh, he was there. You know who else was there? Ryan Shazier. <laughs> I signed both of them. Oh. And then I picked up the Andy Reid playbook and threw all the Travis Kelsey passes to Jimmy Graham. <laughs> and he had like almost a 3,000 yard season. <laughs> Man. And I went to the Super Bowl against the Chargers. You woke up Jimmy Graham on your own. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> I proved it to myself in Madden. We, I realized that we all go through this cycle every single year where we all, like, football season starts, and we're like, yay! And then football season ends, and then slowly but surely all of us are like, I kind of want to play Madden. <laughs> I can do. I didn't do it last we, year. We all play Madden for like two months, and then we just stop playing Madden. This entire time, I've been playing uh, uh, Tech Tech Mobile. Super Bowl. Yeah, you've been playing Tech Mobile. I love Techmo. That's that's my favorite like football game. But uh, not Super Bowl three. The first Super Bowl updated because Techmo Super Bowl three sucks, and two is not that great either. Mm-hmm. But the first one's really good because they took the arcadey shit out of it and slow. But uh. And you could do that in Madden, but I haven't tried that yet. I bet it's not good. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm enjoying it. Look, Madden's that kind of game. I wait until around Super Bowl season where it's really cheap. I bought it for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. And then I'll play it for a while. And then I'll get sick of it. And I'll stop for the rest of the year mm-hmm. until next Super Bowl season. And then you play you play the new one. Yeah. But all the new players. But I, but I won't do that for $60 because I don't know. I don't play it enough. But I, I'm enjoying it. I, I, wanted to, I, I proved to myself that Jimmy Graham can work. I mean, Rogers isn't being take, a little bitch. Take a 
take a pro team in the NFL and substitute them with a basketball team. Like, what NFL team shouldn't exist and should be replaced by a basketball team? Los Angeles Rams. Like this? No. I was going to say Portland. Portland should have a football team. Oh, like what city? But, like, why do they have a basketball team? Oh, I see what you mean. I didn't understand what you were saying. You know what I mean? Like, Like, Oregon has, like, two predominant college football powers in their state but yet don't have a pro team, but they have a basketball team. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Oregon's a good basketball school, too. I was just trying to think. Essentially, the whole point of this question was to, like, what football team just we want to not exist anymore and just get replaced by something? Not necessarily a team we hate. Why doesn't Pittsburgh have a basketball team? They did for a while. What they have? Um, They had, what were they called? They were called the Condors? They actually won uh, a championship. They won the ABA championship, um, but Bring then them like, back. but then were disbanded like two. Years. They, the city's not big enough. Get rid of the Nuggets. City doesn't have the Nuggets. <laughs> That's in Denver. I don't get rid of them. Put put Pittsburgh in that spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we'll get rid of uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Jay Z will just sell them back to Pittsburgh. Charlotte. I don't like Charlotte as a city having like anything. Yeah. Why not? Michael, poor Michael Jordan, dude. Yeah, but just give him the bulls. Apparently, he's an awful executive. Yeah, he's not good. Apparently, he's just awful. He's a GM, too, and can't do shit for his team. Maybe he should just go out there and play. With his earring. Still. Yeah, with his earring and his cigar. And hot dogs. Crying. Crying. <laughs> yeah, just crying the entire time. No, uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh had the Condors. I believe they were called the Condors. And they won either in, I think it was either the ABA or another obscure, not obscure, but like another like subsequent basketball league before everything just got conglomerated into the NBA. But then like two years after they won the championship, they were disbanded. Like two, like it's so weird. Like they won a championship and then two years later they were gone. That's weird. It was very weird. The city, the city doesn't have, um... Like the income, they don't, they don't have an income level that it's can support. It's starting to get there now. That can Pittsburgh's, support four yeah, pro teams growing. Like get even rid more. of Cincinnati, like a big tech city. Cincinnati. Yeah, that's the only thing they have. What do you mean? That the football team. They have the Reds. In baseball. Baseball doesn't count. Oh. There are a lot of baseball teams. There are a lot of baseball teams. There's only Almost 30. every major city is a baseball team. No, that's not true at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every state capital needs to have a LA baseball team. LA has two. Team. New York has two. The 50-team league. Let's go. That's ridiculous. Every capital city. The South Dakota... <laughs> the South Dakota cotton balls. I don't know. Whoa. North Dakota Rushmore's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least Cleveland wouldn't be in the bottom We're gonna have tier a- of... Attendance percentage, if right. that was the case. We're gonna have a fat pod off season episode where we're gonna give every ma- every city capital that doesn't have a team a team. First of all, hold on. <laughs> That'll be fun. First of all, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Pittsburgh is not the capital of Pennsylvania. I know. Cleveland's not the capital of Ohio. Neither is Cincinnati. Right. So, 
Whatever, dog. It's Columbus. Yeah. We're, yeah. Gi- we're, we're giving city capitals? Yeah, for the states that don't have football team, we're just going to give their city capitals. Oh, their okay. Capitals. I was going to say, yeah. like. I want to do that. That sounds like fun. Man, we got to. Dude, this is like a geography homework. It's okay. By then, we'll have the whiteboard. Yeah, we gotta get <laughs> the <We're> whiteboard. Gonna... <laughs> Man, I forgot to update it with all the Julio drops this year. I don't know how many there were. Actually, weren't as many as usual. I think that's okay. Yeah, she had a pretty we, good year. We uh, we we audibled and turned it into a DeAndre Hopkins drop board, and that's why we don't have it. Yeah, because I just threw it away. Oh <laughs> damn! I think had, like, Drop the mic. I'm gonna have like two. I don't know. It's not tracked as a stat. Why? Too bad. Why is that not an easily accessible stat? I've been preaching this shit all year. Dropped, dropped passes? Yes. How's that? That's not accessible? Not easily. accessible somewhere. No, it's not easy. It's not easy to find, actually. You need to be a subscribe member to Pro Football Focus. Right. That should be a part of a wide oh, receiver really? stat line. I don't know. They probably have it. They probably do have it. They have I, I tried else. finding, mm. and like it's hard to find, actually. I think you need to fucking pay money. And like I just think they should be part of their standard stat line. Quarterback got got a completion percentage part of that. There's another end of that. Mm. You know? Yeah, you're right. I guess you're right. Quarterback can throw know. a perfect pass. Receiver drops and goes against the quarterback, not the receiver stat line. That's weird. Damn, dude. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> it's weird. Hmm. As I said, I've been preaching this shit up and down all year. Put it on the... That should be at the end of the fucking stat line. How many passes did this guy drop? So, yeah, football sucks. Football's yeah. great. Yeah. It does. Like. Football's fucking amazing. <laughs> I dislike this sport. I love it uh, so much. Next year, next You're... year will be uh, 50 years since the Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Oh. Oh, baby. They went to the best one. But they lost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Chiefs lost Super Bowl one. Oh, they did. That's what we're talking about. The best Super Bowl. It, it could, it could have been, it could have been the Hank Stram Trophy, not the Vince Lombardi Trophy. It's what it should have been. <laughs> it should have been matriculating down the field. <laughs> Toss power trap. Sixty-nine, nice. Can't wait for Super Bowl sixty-nine. <laughs> Dude, I'm me neither. <laughs> It's gonna be the nicest Super Bowl. It's gonna be Super a Bowl. good year. It's gonna be a nice year. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna memes. fucking we're gonna meme the shit out of that year, I dude. Hope. I hope we're still doing this by Super Bowl 69. <laughs> I want to be. Fuck it. Fifteen years, dude. Fifteen years of football podcasting. I I hope I as long hope as we're I have not popular. Sh- as long as I'm not choked on the faded ham sandwich, which right now I'm not eating bread, so we're dodging it. <laughs> <laughs> but this ham sandwich, the bread's gonna be ham. Fuck, I'm just eating ham. What do I, what do I choke on a wrap? I, I do have low-carb wraps that I'm eating. So, yeah, football, guys. Yeah, football. <laughs> he just wiped his ass with the microphone. I farted into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, y'all are salty. You'll get over it. No. Not for a while. No, I, I, no I, the, the aspect that you shouldn't, that nobody should get over is the officiating shit. But I think you'll get over it a lot, You'll be back in you'll be back in eleven football. Oh, whatever. Saints are cursed ever since Bounty Gate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that real quick. I want to call out Colin Coward because he's a fucking asshole. Damn, that came out of nowhere. One yeah. hour and thirty four minutes into this. Podcast. I wanted to do this earlier, but I forgot. <laughs> so I, I listen to his show regularly. I like actually like Colin Coward a lot. 
I think he has an interesting sports show, and it's an entertaining listen. And uh, I think I've done this speech before, but on his show today, he uh, he talked about the, the Saints. I'm sorry, you have to cover your ears, Corey. <laughs> but uh, he, when he was talking about the 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 Saints lost to the Rams, the owners of the Saints came out and called out the NFL, saying there needed to be more integrity. And his response just referred to Bounty Gate. I'm like, why? As if the... Is it the Loomises? No, it's the Benson. Benson. Yeah, yeah as if, like... They had anything, anything... As if they had anything to do with it. Right. Like, you know what had something to do with that? Greg Williams. Yeah. He still has a job. Well... Greg Williams has a job. Did he get hired in Jets? He is. He's he's tired uh, of the Jets he... now. Want to talk about the identify not having integrity? That proves the point. Mm-hmm. What? Why the fuck does Greg Williams have a job? Cause uh, he's a good coordinator. He deserves a job. He deserves a chance, just like Hugh Jackson. Everybody named Greg deserves a chance, apparently. <laughs> Wait. Greg Hardy. Oh, I get it. Like, fuck off. His name's Greg. Must be white. Deserves a chance. But what? Huh? Damn. Not, though. Now, now he's like a UFC fighter. It's great. No, like, it's pretty universally well known that most of that thing was his fault. Greg Williams? Yeah. It was his idea. Right. Yeah. So, like, why are we still on about this? And as why it, does and why does that compromise? As it, the scenes, as it, yeah, as it, as it compromises the whole organization still to this day. When we know that it was his fault. It was also ten years ago. Right. That's a completely different team now. Right. What the fuck are you going on about? I don't know. Why I, does he have a job? Cause he helped the Browns not be bad. You mean Freddie Kitchens? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. You, you, you done said it. Yeah. No, nah, I'm sure Greg Williams had something to do with it. I'm he had to have had something to do with it. He was the head coach. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know why he has a job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. You should have a job. We're talking about integrity in the NFL. That, that's that's an objectively bad take. That's a bad take. No, it's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a bad take. Not, not too many. Well, it's just again. That's what Colin does. He says stupid shit to get people to listen to him. It's not why I listen to him. Sounds like me. Maybe that's why I like him so much. That's not even why I listen to him. Like, because he has, like, when he has a good take, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. He was also one of the early people besides me that criticized Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. I did it first. I did it first. Actually, yeah, you did do it first. I did a second. Corey did do it first. That's on the record. Mm-hmm. A couple I, years ago, Corey was just like, you know what? And and then, and I defended him, and I was wrong. <laughs> what is? All right, what are you doing? <laughs> Corey is motioning. Don't fucking bring it up. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Nothing to pertain to the podcast. I think. Uh... I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember like a long time ago, Corey was just like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers kind of a dickhead. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Not at first. 
Not at first. I was like, well, at first I was kind of like, well, yeah, but he good. And Corey was like, yeah, but dickhead. And I'm like, yeah, but he good. That was pretty much our conversation. Now it's more or less like, yeah, you know what? He dickhead. He good, but dickhead. So. That he wasn't good of, this year. That should be the name of the Oh, we can't make that the name of the episode. He wasn't good. Good, good butt dickhead. Can we make that all one word? He wasn't good, good but in the dickhead. Good no. butt dickhead. Hit my head he on he wasn't G-U-D. good in the devil's year of 2018. The devil's year of 2018. <laughs> now that we're in God's year of 2019, <laughs> maybe Aaron Rodgers will be better. Did you hear me, Justin? Huh? Can we make the entire episode one long word that said good butt dickhead? I can't put dick in the title. It's all one word. That might work. You can do D-I-K-K. Can you might, can we, do, uh, maybe what, I should just you, type wait, wait, it and see what, what you want it to be? Good butt dickhead. Can you just make it good butt Richard head? No. Now I might, I might just type it and see what G- happens. G U D B U T T D I K K. No, I'll just type it. No. I want to see what happens. All What's one, the worst all thing can happen? The episode gets deleted and I just re-upload it with a different title? All one big long word. Right. Just one word. Good butt. Spelled right. Good butt dickhead. That's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, that's him in a nutshell. He's a good butt dickhead. He also pissed me off this year. But uh, I, I, I'd imagine that that's going to start being a trend. But we'll see what happens. So the Super Bowl is set up, <laughs> which results in two sad boys on this on this podcast table. Not our Super Bowl. Oh, here comes the Matt. fist. He's offering a fist bump, and Matt is too busy inspecting his cell phone. There we go. Not Sorry. our Super Bowl. I was looking at a Chiefs thing. You're damn right. Not our Super Bowl. Fuck that shit. I... Might only I my only intrigue into the Super Bowl is I'm gonna gamble on it. What, what part are you gambling on? I mean block poles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get some numbers. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, get two blocks from your dad. Yeah, they're ten dollars a block. Right. Yep. <laughs> Listeners, if you want in on a block pole, hit us up on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I'll put you in. Follow us at. <laughs> and where where were yeah where exactly would we follow? To get that, Matt. <laughs> well, if you wanted to join our Super Bowl block poll. <laughs> we should just start one. We should start a fat pod Super Bowl block Super Bowl poll. sad boy block <laughs> poll. <laughs> we'll get Wait, no is it entries. legal in Ohio? Huh? It's ga- sports gambling's legal in Ohio now, right? It's federally legal. Right, we should be able to do it then. We it just it, New Jersey's about to do it. They were the biggest... New Jersey do- is doing it. New Jersey's doing it. We're fine. Everything's valid. All right. You know? <laughs> anyway, if you want to do it, where would you go? Well, you're going to take out this thing that I was looking at on Chiefs Twitter a minute ago. And that's cell phone. Cell phone. It's locked currently, so i got to press. And now, that is not a <laughs> That's not a, uh, a Nokia N-Gage, is it? That's a That's a. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. This, this, is, this, is, a, this is a Windows phone. <laughs> <laughs> God bless your soul. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is an iPhone. It's, it's. I will. I will use the iPhone six. I will use this iPhone six until it explodes because I want my headphone jack. Right. That's the same thing I feel about my success. Anyway, where are anyway, we going? Yes. Okay. So you you hit the button and you do the thing where you do the passcode or you read the thummy print, and then you have a Twitter app. I hope you have a Twitter app. Better, man. Shit. It's social media in the year of our Lord, twenty nineteen. Oh man. Finally passed the devil's year. <laughs> so curse it. Uh, it, uh, it. On iOS, the search button's at the bottom. So you hit you hit the bottom search button, and then you go to the top search bar because they can't be in the same spot. And you type in at f a d p o d. 
Did you just say F-A-D-P-O-D? I did. All and right. in my recent searches, FADPOD is right there. And oh my god, they follow me. How fucking cool is that? You must be a cool dude to get followed by the FADPOD. Them FADPOD boys like me. Man. Ugh. We'll follow for follow. You follow us, we'll follow you. I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why not? And, you know, for sure. We love you. We follow you. And, uh, anyway, so you, you'll see it there, and, um, <laughs> the block is just, it's right there. And then, um, you, you'll see a link that is pinned on our Twitter page that links directly to our FadPod Patreon. Hey, what's on that FadPod Patreon, Matt? You're the guy who runs it. Tell us all about it. We like to keep our audience engaged. If you like what we do, you know, like you, you, you like really like what we do, you, more than just following us on a social media, giving us a five star thumbs up, like whatever on other thingies. Maybe you want to give us a monetary. Give us the money. Yeah. Yeah. What, what that guy just said. That Go guy. On Patreon, pay me. Yeah, uh, we got the three <laughs> tiers. Please If you want to say the big thank you and give us uh, the one U.S. dollar, we would love you forever, and one, now you're a fad pod fatty. One entire USDA. <laughs> one entire USDA. Is now, it an USDA or an USDA? <laughs> an USDA? <laughs> I like both. An uh, USDA. Uh, Uzdi. <laughs> An Uzdi. <laughs> Man, someone tried to give me a thousand Uzdis today. <laughs> well, that, well, you know, hold that thought, pin it, take a second. Okay, sure. <laughs> so you're always a fad pod fatty, but if you really want to be a fad pod fatty, you can give us one Uzdi and become a fad pod fatty. But maybe, maybe you really like us, like a lot, a lot. And you want us to talk about your team and submit questions for the show or topics or anything you want us to talk about, you could be the big fatty. Because you know, $5. We shout you out in every episode. We talk about your teams. If you remember Brown's watch, Bill's watch, Nick Mullins' watch this year. We got some. We had some good watches. Yeah, then, then it was Coach us. Watch. And then it was Coach Watch. But then if you really, for some unholy of holy, well, It'd be a holy reason. It's the year of our Lord. Reason that you love us. <laughs> We're the super fatty. Unpin what you just said. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, God you, damn it, Kramer! Your your thousand dollars? Your thousand you? My thousand yuds? Yuds? Uh, yuds? That, that wasn't for our podcast, though. It was in a deep cut! Oh, that's right! If you want to know about that story about someone trying to give me $1,000 today, you have to give us $10 and then listen to the whole story. Our, our The Super Fatty tier, we all of our bonus content goes there. Anything that we record that isn't normal football after dark goes there. Yep, so what I usually do is I will just make the mics hot, I record our sound check, I will save it and throw it up on Patreon every week. That's a consistent one. I'd say on average, if you average it out, it's like another 20 to 25 minutes of content. Sometimes we go really long. You know? That's what we got to talk about. We're getting a lot of fad pod, boys. Mm -hmm. Coming up in two weeks now, um, I will put up our first thing that we ever recorded as a unit, which was our reaction to last year's Super Bowl. 
It probably it's sucks because I wasn't there. I actually showed up with stats. <laughs> the last time I did that. <laughs> oh my god. We've come a long way. I threw the stat sheet out. Oh, uh, I guess I talk from my heart. I guess I guess we have a Facebook too. I talk from my heart. Yeah, there's a Facebook page. We don't update it. Forget about it. <laughs> Twitter's where it's at. Fam ditch Facebook. Wait, yeah, you're. Li- uh, where are you listening to us? Hopefully on a podcast. Right. You got a podcast app. Podcast.com. I've had Google Play. One day Spotify. One day YouTube. Not Spotify yet. has gotten much easier to get into, and it will probably be on there soon. I'm going to submit a new Tell your friends, tell your fr- neighbors, tell your neighbors' friends that you listen to the Fad Pod. Last list. time I submitted a Spotify application was when it was much harder to get in. <laughs> Damn, Corey, what you eat? <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> oh, man, that's sad. Uh, tell, like, Angry, Ben, Tom, like, I love the three of you a lot. No, I, y'all are great, honestly. The hey, things you've done to, to contribute great. to this show, whether it's angry talking to me all the time, Tom asking questions about Nick Mullins or just wanting to know about the podcast, Ben keeping me in the know for Browns for Baker Watch, which has been a godsend because none of you guys like the Browns, you heathens. We got in one of the first fruits of y'all's money today. We got a new, have a, we tried out a new boom stand that I am currently using, and I like it a lot. It's very nice, easily adjustable, and it's uh, lightweight. It's really good. I have a baker sweater. No, none of you have baker sweaters. You're right. That's right. I guess, I guess Corey counts as a baker watch fan. Um, so I just found this on Twitter. Um, this is uh, a back and forth between two fans and Cole Beasley. Um, this random fan says torn between wanting Beasley to stay in Dallas and also wanting to see him make the money he deserves and jump into a system that will utilize his skills. Hopefully the Cowboys can make both happen. Cole Beasley replies with, Utilization is more important than money. Uh, Another fan says, Well, Lanahan is gone. Beasley replies, Honestly, the front office pushes who they want to get the ball to. I haven't been a huge priority in that regard. Maybe that will change, but I'm not sure. More balls come my way in two-minute drill where nothing is planned. What? Front office? That's what he said. That's why uh, Amari Cooper deal looked as well as it did. Because they pushed him the ball. Mm. That is fascinating. That's really fascinating. Why? Uh, Because they want everyone to... They push the ball to certain people so that it feels as if the money is being spent wisely. That's fucked up. That's a weird... Apparently, that's what Cole Beasley's saying. I don't like that. You know, whatever. You hear that, Skip? Whatever. That's, Skip! That's a, lot more insightful. Skip! that's a lot more insightful than Stephen Nelson, right after the news that Bob Sutton got fired, posted a picture on Twitter of the Kermit sipping tea. Yeah! <laughs> a lot of coaches and players seem to really dislike Bob Sutton because he didn't change or do anything. And we talked about that already. Whatever. Yeah, we talked about why I need to cancel. Man... Anyway, thanks football, everyone. Football sucks. <laughs> Football's great. Talk to y'all next week. What the plan next week is to uh, do our uh, football honors ourselves because we're going to be the right ones and they're going to be the wrong yeah, ones. Yeah, fuck whatever you find out on Saturday is f- fool's gold. Everything that do- those awards don't matter until we hand them out. We're going to do an award ceremony. Yeah, a whole six days prior. 
And we're gonna be right. Okay? We're gonna be the most right. Don't even watch honors, because we're we're doing it and we're gonna do it better. Audio only, less presentation, nobody's there. But at least we'll be right. Can I go to sleep now? Yep! Good, Good night! night.